Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Aquademia podcast. I'm not your host, but a co-host, Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Aquademia. We are without our fearless leader, Sean, because he is out with the flu. Unfortunately, it is going around this time of year. Um, But we are going to put together a nice little tweener episode for you regarding a recent blog campaign that we've talked about before called Aquaculture 101. Mm Mm-hmm. Maddie, would you like to talk a little bit about Aquaculture 101 to start? Yeah, sure. So I know you guys have definitely heard us talk about Aquaculture 101 before if you're a longtime listener. But for those of you that aren't, just a little brief synopsis of what we do. So every month on the GAA blog, Global Aquaculture Alliance, which is the company we work for, every month we release a new blog post, infographic, and video about any given topic that's covering the basics of aquaculture. So in the past, we've talked about the environmental impact of aquaculture, social responsibility, fact versus fiction, wild versus farmed, all sorts of different stuff. So this year in 2020, our focus is the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And each month we're going to be talking about how aquaculture relates to the goal that we'll be talking about. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're talking about responsible consumption and production and how it relates to seafood. Okay. And Maddie's going to take full control over this episode in a minute. But those of you who are not aware of the SDGs or Sustainable Development Goals, I'm going to read you from this blog post that Maddie was talking about, Aquaculture 101. Which we'll link in the show notes. Yes, we definitely should do that. Uh, So what this says is, in 2015, United Nations member states convened and agreed upon 17 goals known as the Sustainable Development Goals. These goals are designed to guide citizens of the planet in a direction that will support future generations of people and animals to live and meet their respective needs in the face of a changing climate. So there you have it. That's a brief background of those SDGs. Mm -hmm. And this episode, as Maddie mentioned, is going to be focused on what again? It's number 12. And we're going out of order because we want to relate it to whichever theme of the month is happening, like March's Nutrition Month. So we'll be talking about No Hunger, which is one of the goals. But this month, we wanted to tackle kind of the biggest, most relevant goal to the seafood industry, which is responsible consumption and production. Mm. And this blog post is mostly focused on aquaculture. Well, not mostly. It is focused on aquaculture because that's what our company advocates for. So that's mostly what we'll be talking about in this episode is how aquaculture relates to this goal. This so, is a very well-written blog post, by the way. Who writes these? Oh, well, thank you, Justin. <laughs> I'm the one that writes them. But our team, <laughs> it's it's our, our it's a collaborative effort among many members of mm-hmm. our team here at GAA. So it's a team effort which is really great. And it's nice to have one thing that kind of is a recurring thing in our team. We always know that we're working on Aquaculture 101. So, and it's also really great because it's brought a lot of new people into our atmosphere here at GAA. It's relevant to consumers. It's relevant to the public. It's relevant to anyone that's really interested in learning more about 
farmed seafood. A lot of times when I think of some of the educational tools we release, uh, I always use my wife as an example of, okay, how would she come across this and what would she think? Because mm. she's removed from the seafood industry um, other than how I connect her with mm-hmm. some stuff. So maybe she has more of a connection than than other people. But the podcast does a similar thing. I mean, I would assume the majority of our listeners are within the industry, but not everyone. Mm-hmm. But Aquaculture 101, because of where it's located on our webpage, someone like my wife may stumble upon it. And the way that it's written and designed allows for people to easily dissect some information and kind of you learn a few things, you can click on some links. And if you want to learn more, those options are available through other links on the webpage or other things that we're doing. So it's great. Yeah, exactly. And that's also why we wanted to put this podcast out because this is information that we want everyone to have and everyone to be familiar with and to feel comfortable with. So we want to put it out in as many mediums as or as many media as possible. So let's get into the topic. So the main components, according to the UN, of this goal are resource management, environmental impact, mostly things that are environmentally focused. And as GAA, we like to look at sustainability from a standpoint of not only just environmental impact, but also social impact, animal welfare, because that's relevant to us, and also food safety, because those are all elements of sustainability. But for the first topic we'll talk about is resource management and how aquaculture manages that, because in the past, it's definitely had its problems and they're well known about pollution that's happened or environmental degradation that's happened as the result of the development of farms. So resource management is one of the most important parts of sustainable production because fish farms have so many resources to keep in mind while they're producing any given thing. So feed for animals, water usage, and also environmental impact. So just on the whole, seafood actually has more of an advantage compared to other protein sources, other farmed proteins, because it has a lower food conversion ratio, which means that it takes less resources to produce a pound of seafood than it does to produce a pound of chicken, pork, beef, anything like that. So that automatically right off the bat makes it a little better when it comes to resource management. And then also as technology advances and we discover more about what feed is more efficient, then it'll continue to bring that food conversion ratio further down. And as of right now, it takes about one pound of feed to produce one pound of seafood. So it's pretty much even. One-one ratio. Yeah. And that's that's really, really good for beef. I think it's something like seven pounds of feed takes makes one pound of beef, so. That's why you should eat more seafood, folks. But another another component of responsible production is water usage. And this is a big one, obviously, for aquaculture production systems. So one of the hardest parts of water usage within an aquaculture system is wastewater management because the technology to manage your wastewater can be really exclusive and really high and expensive for smaller producers that don't have the means to buy that technology. Well, so there, and it's probably mentioned in the blog post, but there are a few technologies out there that I've encountered just in my short time in the seafood realm and in aquaculture, but RAS systems, which stands for recirculating aquaculture systems, they manage the water internally with, and it can, those type of systems, although are expensive 
to operate allow for you to have full control over the water and it just recirculates throughout the system. Mm-hmm. We have a few past episodes where we're interviewing people that are involved with RAS facilities, so we'll link those in the show notes. There's also a course on IPRS, which is in-pond raceway system, which is a little different than recirculating aquaculture systems, but it's the same idea in that the water is through white water units is circulated within the system uh, and you can control all the effluent wastewater and it, it's pretty intuitive um, and you see a lot of those systems now being built in Vietnam, China. Yeah, and those like aren't as expensive as RIS, right? Yes. So while we're on the wavelength of water and water usage, some species that are farmed are actually really good for their environments and they improve the ecosystems that they're in, like oysters and seaweed and kelp and all these species that are either filter feeders or they absorb the excess nutrients that are in the water and use them for food for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that ends up cleaning the water that they're in. So that also contributes to aquaculture being a responsible means of producing food for the world. And going off of that, as I was mentioning before, it has come out that certain processes within the aquaculture industry haven't been so great for the environment, which is unfortunate. And it's just the result of lack of technology or lack of resources. So as a result of that, people have come together. They've realized that X, Y, and Z is not going well. So we need to come together. We need to take responsibility for what's happened and start trying to reverse it. So there are these things called aquaculture improvement projects that have popped up around the world and so i have an acronym like everything else in the industry how did you know aips (laughs) that's a little easier so if you hear aips people that's what it is (laughs) or aips i i might have said that wrong but one of the most notable ones is mangrove forest restoration projects that are happening in vietnam because there was a lot of publicity about how fish farmers were degrading the environment and mangrove Yes, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of publicity about shrimp farmers that were cutting down mangrove forests in order to make way for shrimp farms so that they could make money and have a business. And that has in part negatively impacted the ecosystems there. So there are aquaculture improvement projects that are working on bringing back those forests. Oh, excellent. Is there information out there online on on the progress of some of that that we could link to? Yeah, I found a few articles about it, so I'll link to those in the show notes as well. Excellent. So we ended the blog post with talking about what you can do as a result of this. So like, what, what can an average person do to make sure that they're a responsible consumer and also that they're consuming responsibly produced things? So there's kind of two components of it. And some of the suggestions that we came up with were, number one, the most basic, make sure you're buying responsibly produced food. And I would say the best way to do that is to look for eco-labels when Mm -hmm. you're grocery shopping. We talk about that a lot. Yes, we definitely do. I hope that you guys have that hammered into your heads (laughs) (laughs) at this point. And then another thing is to waste as little food as you can because waste is a huge part of responsibly consuming things is making sure that you know, okay, if I buy this, I need to know how to get rid of this plastic cup and put it in the right area, the right recycling, or if you're eating food that can be composted, then Mm -hmm. definitely look into composting. Okay. So if you want to learn more about this topic, and I know we kind of just gave a brief overview of 
what all there is. There's really so much that goes into this topic. But if you want to learn more, you can check out our blog, which is aquaculturealliance.org slash blog, or just go on any social media platform and type in the hashtag aquaculture101, and I'm sure it will pop up because we're all over every social media. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we want to hear from you. There's a few ways you can reach out to us. Podcast at aquaculturealliance.org is our email. Follow us on Twitter at aquademiapod. Call, leave a voicemail, 1-603-384-3560. Justin and Maddie signing off. Shout out to Sean. Sorry that you weren't here for this episode, but we know that the listeners are going to love it because it's me and Justin. Yeah, rocking the boat. (laughs) So thanks for listening to this episode, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) 